Welcome to The Butterfly Effect. I'm your host, Francis Lee Rogers, and each episode, I'll interview a different female leader in sustainability on how they navigate the emotions of working in this space at this time in history. I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's get stuck in. So welcome everybody to another episode. Um, I'm very pleased um, to able to invite today Simona Pagantetto to um, to the podcast. So Simona, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and why you do it? Yes, absolutely. My name is Simona Paganetto and um, I'm the founder of um, I'm Plastic Free, which is um, a world-first matchmaking platform for plastic waste reduction. So it connects individuals and small businesses to solutions to plastic pollution. And um, the idea came actually quite a few years ago. Um, quite 10 years ago, I was living in the Whitsunday Islands and uh, I le- had left a promising career in the um, in Switzerland, in the medical device industry, and I found myself um, with a baby in a small town. So I started going volunteering um, with a local environmental organization to clean up the Sunday islands from plastic. And that's where I got confronted actually with um, all the amount of plastic pollutions in, um, in the oceans, particularly at the time I was thinking it was most related to developing countries. But um, it, instead, I realized that it was actually a problem of the whole world. And so a few years later, and I had another child and so on, and then this idea came into fruition. Also, a few pivots later, because um, it didn't go uh, well straight away. And um, now it is. It is actually a, a platform that um, uh, reaches actually over 10,000 unique users globally. And we monetize the platform in the US, in Canada, in the UK, and um, in Australia. So, yes. It has been uh, a long journey, actually, to get here. And um, originally, I actually developed this um, platform as an e-commerce marketplace, like a mini Etsy or eBay, if you like. But that didn't go really too well. I didn't have the capacity to scale. Um, uh, the accounting and the bookkeeping was um, was quite a nightmare to, to consider. The logistics as well was very difficult because the vendors were based in their own location and then ultimately the shipping costs were coming from different sides of, of the country. So these were all things that made me think about, you know, how can I may achieve the same results with a platform that reaches consumers and offers them truly solutions to plastic pollution, solutions that are low carbon, circular, plastic free, without having this, um, all of these issues. And ultimately, I, I came across the affiliate marketing model. And so I developed this um, platform as a directory that um, actually encompasses now businesses around the world and um, a well-performing um, blog with articles that are all um, actually linked to studies published in peer-reviewed journals. It was very important for me because having worked 10 years in the medical device industry, I wanted that my platform is really evidence-based and all the facts that I linked in the in this platform are also backed by research, particularly because with this platform, there are three aspects that uh, we, um, I'm trying to solve. The first one is the biodiversity loss, of course, with you know um, the wildlife that is affected by plastic pollution. The second one, and it's the one that not many t- people still are talking about, it's actually the effect of microplastics in ingestions in humans. 
and their effect on the human well-being. And then the third one is um, the plastic issue related to climate change, because obviously plastic is made of fossil fuels and the whole supply chain, you know, from the extraction to ultimately the product, the by waste, the waste of the plastic is related to, to this issue of the climate. And so with this platform, I focus exclusively on plastic pollution and I try to find solutions to all of these three issues. And, you know, your question was actually regarding the, the why, why have I started all of this? And for me, it's, um, it's very simple and um, it is my children. And um, I want to look into their eyes in 20 years, knowing that I did everything I could, you know, to do um, at least my little bit in solving the plastic pollution issue. Absolutely, Simona. Um, I'm sure that many listeners can um, relate to and relate to that kind of why in terms of, you know, your children, etc. It's definitely um, the reason why I do what I, I'm doing in terms of um, that. I want to look into my nieces and nephews' eyes in years to come and say I did something meaningful. Um, you know, your auntie Fran did that. So um, I think a lot of people work in this space for that reason. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I wanted something that is very concrete, tangible, and something that can help really people on the on their everyday life of becoming more sustainable. And uh, when I received those messages, either by email or through the Google review of people thanking me for the work I do, um, it's like, yeah, I feel just um, comfortable that what I'm doing at least is, is reaching people and uh, it's helping them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Could you expand a little bit about um, on the, the second one that you talked about, say, you know, you said there that it was a bit, um, it's, bit it's not quite as well known, the kind of microplastics element but could you expand and explain that a little bit more yes absolutely yes by now actually there are research reports that confirm that plastic is absolutely everywhere it is actually entered our food chain so plastic is now in tea bags in salt in honey in beer it, it's it's absolutely everywhere because it entered via the ocean and also into the into the soil in terms of micro and nanoplastics and not just that, but obviously because it answered as well the food chain and it is present as well in the air we breathe, is also present into us as humans. And um, there has been several studies that have confirmed actually microplastics in the um, in in our blood or in the feces in the in the placentas of mothers or in the breast milk of mothers as well. Um, it has been found even to have passed the brain barrier of mice in a study conducted with uh, polystyrene. And most recently, actually, it has been found to be um, to be also in our lungs. And the last study that I read was um, it has been found as well in our heart, in, hum in the heart of human beings. So it's absolutely everywhere. And this is where actually I'm trying to base also my platform. I'm now concentrating on... Um, solutions that are plastic free that are regenerative and that will be part in the future of the bioeconomy because i believe that um, we would have to um, scale these solutions at large pace if we want really to solve the plastic pollution issue and scientists at the moment are still researching about this issue so we're not fully um, aware about what are the consequences of us human ingesting uh, microplastics but I'm pretty sure that from now within the next 10 years 
we will know more about it. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess we can probably assume that it's not going to be a good thing, is it? Uh, yes. Unfortunately. So, um, uh, interesting, really interesting. And, um, and Swin, I'm really interested uh, to understand how kind of, how do you navigate the uh, kind of emotional side of, of doing working in sustainability with, you know, all of the communication at the moment around kind of tipping points being reached and at points of no return and, you know, the lack of activity um, that we've had in, in previous, the previous decade and, and that we're coming to a point where, you know, we need to act with urgency immediately and do a hell of a lot. How do you, how does that manifest to you and how do you manage that? Yes. It, it is a great question also because it's sometimes um, visible on, an, on a daily basis. You know, sometimes you have those doubts or at least those, um, those uh, voices that you think, but what are you doing? Are you really, you know, trying to um, solve the solution or, um, you know, is your effort just so minuscule compared to what, um, what the problem at scale out there that um, uh, is it really worthwhile all of this? But ultimately, I remind myself that um, um, what I'm doing is indeed important. And um, there isn't a platform, as far as I know, that combines all of these solutions under one place, particularly solution to consumers. And, um, and at least, you know, I'm part of that change. I'm driving that change. I know that, for example, when I was talking about plastic-free and the plastic-free movement in 2017-19, when I was just starting to to build up these social media, people were looking at me like if I was an alien. And now we are here, you know, six, seven years later, and it's it's pretty much well known what's happening. And um, because of the media outreach that has been happening since 2018, 19, and because of the global pandemic as well, people now know that we are facing these huge issues. And um, so I can see that uh, the world has changed already. Um, we are wanting to adopt solutions sometimes it's the matter of having them ready and also it's a matter of time and cost for people to adopt this and so this is all of the reasons why i decided to do what i'm doing and um how i navigate through all of these challenges of you know driving change um you know motivate yourself despite the challenges despite you know the challenges as well of monetizing this platform as a, at a large scale um I seek support to some other sustainable um, women leaders, for example. Um, I built a little community where I live with other um, women that have sustainable businesses. And this helps a lot because they face the same struggles than I do. And by relating to each other and uh, talking to each other about what we face and so on, we're already helping each other. We are kind of a shoulder where we can lean upon. Um, and that's really helpful. And um, other than that, um, obviously, um, taking a break sometimes helps. For me, for example, I'm very lucky to live in one of the most pristine areas of the world, a quite isolated area of the world, Darwin, Australia, which is um, 4,000 kilometers away from the large urban centers of the country. And um, whenever I feel a bit demotivated or I need truly... Um, a break to recenter myself. I go out into nature. We did this last weekend, for example. We went camping 
And it's really beautiful up here because there is no telephone reception and no internet. So we are really kind of obliged to leave everything behind and, um, and really concentrate on yourself, on your family, on your children, enjoying what you have around, the beautiful nature. And usually it happens all the time. When I come back, I come back always recharged and uh, full of energy again. So these are some little t tips that I've been using to, um, to keep struggling or to keep navigating, you know, the struggle and keep swimming ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so connection and getting out in nature. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it does make a difference, doesn't it? Just sharing those challenges with like-minded women and, uh, and yeah, and getting out and it's, it's um, having and being in a novelty situation where you, your phone doesn't work and there's no TV and, yeah. uh, you know, in our sort of interconnected, hyper-connected world, um, having some time out is is um, is really helpful, isn't it? I guess I'm interested to understand because I think there's, I think there's a lot of people who probably think, oh, working in this space, how can I take time out to rest when there's so much to do and there's so much, um, so little time to do it in? How do you, how do you navigate that particular element? Yes. I think that it's very important to take some rest um, regularly, even schedule this into your calendar. For me, it's very important what I do within the meditation space and yoga, for example, and um, dedicating the weekend to the family and camping is another area. They are all actually very important traits that are needed in order to keep your mindset um, up. And otherwise, you know, I know that, you know, some days, find yourself a little bit in the hole, you know, because you've had some specific challenges within your business and you're thinking that everything is coming all together. But ultimately, if you want to build your resilience, um, you have to work also on your own um, um, rest management of, of the rest and of the stress. And how I do it is, yes, I support this with um, sports, family, nature. These are my uh, areas and meditation. Uh, or how I keep actually the mindset and um, uh, pretty much I keep as well the vision clear or what I would like to achieve with my project. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so important, isn't it? Because if we kind of um, don't look after ourselves, we can't continue to do the great work in this area. And it's, although it feels a little bit like maybe it's selfish at the time, it's absolutely, you know, essential, isn't it? It's the building block of everything else. Yes, Ridiculous. Great stuff. Um, I'm really interested to understand. Um, as I talk about and I, I hear a lot um, from women in leadership in this space as well. Um, and I'm really keen to understand how you found your kind of unique leadership style, kind of embracing everything that is, that is female. Yes, for me, leadership means standing up and leading by example. And um, that's at least what I did with my project. Um, a lot of people, you know, maybe would like to do something, but maybe they don't have the courage to leave a great career or, or a great job. And um, ultimately, I, I did it. I was maybe also a bit forced into this in the sense that um, it all happened for a reason that um, I left my career and everything. But I truly wanted to do something really meaningful. and. Um, by having this sort of um, inclusive and uh, conscious leadership style. 
at least, you know, you're able to realize the projects that you have in mind and being fulfilled at the same time. And um, I'm fully convinced, actually, that um, it is possible for businesses to have a triple bottom line where all, you know, people, profit and planet are, in, are harmonious in um, in a, in a PNL. And um, it is possible, actually, to make money as well while doing good for, for the greater world and for, for the society, for the community. So this is how I... I think about leadership, particularly women leadership. I am a very pragmatic person as well. I wanted to do something uh, concrete that, that helps people, that has something tangible where people can find these solutions. And this is uh, so one of the reasons why I decided to build this, um, this platform and this um, uh, blog. Because uh, I felt the need that... Um, uh, there were a lot of um, sustainability-driven websites out there, particularly for consumers, but I couldn't find one that was specifically about plastic pollution and recommended products and solutions to consumers. And so I created my own. Wow. So you like a... Um, how did you find the confidence to step, to kind of strike out and, you know, and and, and take a, a different you know, follow your, what you thought once you've done that research. Cause some of us, you know, we can, we all struggle sometimes, don't we, with that? Oh, am I hitting on something here? Or am I, or am I not quite, what's going on? How much? Yes, you're right. It, it wasn't a straight path or a straightforward path. I actually tried quite a few things before getting to this point. And, um, I tried, for example, with, um, importing sustainable, um, products to sell to the local community where I was living. But then I saw that I couldn't compete with the local um, um, hospitality operators. And it all evolved actually from um, uh, from one idea to the other. But this is actually the process of design thinking. So what I would uh, recommend to women when they have an idea, just give it a start. And then iterate your minimal viable product with your uh, potential customers, trying to understand if it is working and if it is not working, why? So that's what I did with my project. It has not been working quite a few times before, before I found it actually the right business model. But at least um, I didn't give up because I knew that that must be a way to um, to make it happen in a way that it is financially also sustainable. And so after trying then with the e-commerce marketplace, and that didn't work either, I came across by talking to other people. Actually, that's the key. You're always trying to, to talk to other people that are either mentors for you, that are um, experts in that area. They suggested, for example, affiliate marketing. And when they suggested this, I just thought, ah, why didn't I think about this earlier? And so that was the, uh, the last light bulb that I, said, that I said, okay, I have to try this. I have at least to give it a last go before I close everything. And that was actually um, the right decision because ultimately I was able to to build the platform and now the traffic is growing but it was yeah it was quite a challenge like quite a roller coaster of a journey yeah i'm definitely getting the sense of that and getting a sense that tenacity was um something that really helped you and just not not giving up on the idea uh yes i think there's something in there isn't it, around kind of just expecting failure as part of the process isn't it was you know, expecting, you know, if you're going to expect it to be like a really um, easy path or straightforward or quick even, 
Um, it's none of those things, is it? It's it's challenging um, and there's things to navigate as you go through it. And, and what I'm hearing is that kind of, you didn't give up. You knew that there would be a way. And the second thing I'm hearing as well is that you asked for help and you were talking about it. And I think that can be such a key thing, can't it? Just, you know, be open about, oh, it's not, it's not where I want it to be and these are the challenges that I'm having. Um, it's not a competition. It's about collaboration, isn't it? And it's about things. Yes, absolutely. And the more you talk to people that are relatively to your domain, that truly, truly understand what you're doing, and the more value you're going to also receive um, for from those people and from those conversations. And that is uh, a big, it has been a big learning curve for me as well. Absolutely. I've learned so much over the past um, few years. And of course, I made a lot of mistakes as well, but that's, as you said, part of the journey. It's part of the iteration process also of an entrepreneur and of a startup entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really intrigued to understand kind of how you do the work, the great work that you do. And, um, you know, you've just described the journey there being um, fraught with some challenges and all the rest of it. How do you do all of the great work you do, Simona? And I know you have children and be there for them and your partner and doing things like camping at the weekend you talked about how, how do you balance all of that yes that's another great question and uh, there is not like an easy answer but ultimately I try to take more qualitative time with the family and the children so I might not spend a lot of time but when I spend time and really for them and um, reading them books, uh, listening to what they want to hear, play. And another important element uh, for me has been that um, my husband has been extremely, and he's also um, very supportive of what I do. And he helps a lot also uh, around the family to to make sure that um, I'm able to do what I'm doing. So I'm very, very lucky uh, for this, actually. And... Um, ultimately it's yeah sometimes you do have those uh, moments where you think or oh, maybe uh, I'm not a great mum because I'm so busy all the time with many things but um ultimately I know that my children love me and um and um I think they they understand as well that what I do is for the future I've told them many times so I hope that when they are a bit bigger because at the moment they're still not even at a teenage phase um, they will understand even more. Yeah, absolutely. What um, what kind of questions do they ask you about your work, Simona? Yes, for example, they say, um, when we go out, they said, Mummy, but this is plastic. <laughs> you know, I said, yes, yes, it is plastic. And then I explain, you know, when you can use plastic, for example, and if it is single-use plastic, there are some other products, for example, that you can use in order to avoid this. So I teach them also how to recycle a lot and um, they had questions in this um, area as well so um, I kind of uh, not try to I try to involve them without actually pushing them too much so uh, mostly it's the kind of play that we do but they know they know what I'm doing and they know that my work is related to plastic that's for sure great stuff I've got visions of you being asked to go to their school and give a talk about what mum does <laughs> and then be quite quite capable of explaining what you do <laughs> yes <laughs> what um 
you've there's been, been already been some great nuggets that you've shared in terms of um, advice for others around how they might um, do similar things to what you achieved and are achieving, um, Simona. But if you were to give us give um, somebody a, a woman in this, working in sustainability one piece of advice, what would it be? My advice simply being if you dream about something and you have a clear vision for it, just go for it. And no matter if many people will say, oh, no, that's impossible to achieve. The market is not big enough. You won't make enough money. If you really, if that's really what you want to do, you should go ahead and do it. Because um, it's through the passion, actually, that you gain that um, um that force that brings you ahead and lets you continue in, in what um, you want to achieve. And I think that if that wasn't for the passion, actually, I, I would have stopped already many years ago. But that passion that I had, it's actually stronger rather than smaller. And um, I think that's the little flame that made it um, continue. Yeah, I can get that from how you're talking, um, Simona. It's uh, it's coming across in, in bucket loads. Bucket yeah. loads. Um, well, we've come to kind of the end of our podcast interview. It's been an absolute pleasure, Simona, um, to have you on the podcast. I'm sure our listeners have enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for your time today. Thank you very much, Francis. It was a pleasure joining you today. We've reached that time. It's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, then please hit follow for more. You could always find me over on LinkedIn too. I've been your host, Francis Lee Rogers, and I'll see you next time.